Welcome along to the Make It Count podcast. Woo! Hello, I'm David. And I'm Matt. And it's great to be here for another episode. And what we're thinking about today is who are we learning from? So, without waiting any longer, <laughs> Matt, who are you learning from, shall we say, this year? This this year, that's that's reasonable. 2022. This year. Um, so, it's... Some people that I've been learning from recently are these group called GMB, which is short for Gold Medal Bodies. Um, and it's not Instagram influencers. It's these guys that are all into mobility, flexibility, strength training. And it's actually pretty down to earth. They kind of, um, their thing is a gold medal for you might be being able to stand up without using your arms because you've got kids and you need to carry your kids so like oh so i quite like that and it's a lot about this sort of movement and strength for what you need your body to do in real life and for the long term and we've spoken before about the uh the physical pension i just really like that it really connects with me the last couple of years i've been a bit more intentional about looking after my flexibility and mobility as well as just sort of my general aerobic fitness because I realise if I don't look after those, those joints and everything are not, not going to do well and later on in life it's, it's going to hinder me. Mm. Yeah, you sent me an article that I did actually read about that and yeah, one of the things they talk about is really being strong, being mobile and what was the other one? Something about balance or mental or... Uh, maybe, oh yeah, sort of mobility but like in terms of you're able to it's to do with using your brain to do motor skills motor skills that's there the one are, yeah. <laughs> using your brain using words. your brain and <laughs> and actually you've bought uh, you you've bought some courses off them didn't yeah you? yeah so uh, that's they, what you've been learning it's it's what yeah exactly i've read some um of their blogs and i watched a bunch of their youtube videos earlier in the year and then of course they've got some paid content and eventually i was like you know what i'm going to give it a shot and i bought one and you get lifetime access to this. And I've been going through it. I actually love it. I love it, love it, love it. So I'm probably going to get some more of their courses when I finish this one. Yeah, lifetime access with an online digital course. That would be interesting. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but either way, even if it's just uh, until the internet crashes, and, you know, it's great. still longer than you normally get if you bought a course at a gym, I suppose. Yeah, that's been really useful, I suppose, to just think about investing in your physical pension. Absolutely. Some of the stuff that's practical, you yeah. want to be strong into Yeah, and I suppose putting it into practice. Yeah, that's cool. That's some good learning. Has the guy got a name, GMB? Um, so GMB is, it's gold medal bodies. It's like GMB dot, I will put the link in the thing if people are interested. The main guy is called Ryan. And there's a couple of other guys, I can't remember their names either. Yeah. He did like martial arts and everything. And one of the other guys is a physio and one of them's like a doctor or something. I think it's funny because some of their videos that I've seen, I think I actually tagged you. To you them might have, probably you might have put doors. me onto them, yeah. I only re- covered them a little bit, but he would do these like mobility stuff and he'd be wearing these quite baggy jeans yeah. and just a t-shirt. And you're like, yeah, this yeah. is just a random bloke who's in his 50s or something. Yeah, he looks yeah. Like, just doing these sort of weird mobile things on his hands and rolling and over and yeah, really- handstands and things like this. And he's like, you're just wearing jeans. jeans. Yeah, like normal <laughs> straight cut jeans. Yeah. And it's that's one of the reasons why it's, I, I actually love it because it's like it's a, a world of difference away from the whole sort of spandex or like get your ripped chest out. He's literally got like a polo top on yeah. and some jeans and like no socks and no shoes or anything. And just it's like 
wow and then you start watching him move around and it's this fluid motion all these things and doing these roles and it just looks fun yeah. so it brings a bit of the fun as well yeah definitely so he's he does look like just a bloke though doesn't he just a random bloke yeah he's here on the street and then yeah. he's but he's quite mobile quite strong absolutely but like you said he's not yeah wearing the skin tight stuff to show it all off yeah exactly who are you learning from dave there are a lot of people I'm learning from one of the people I'm learning from is actually called Jay Bear and he does a podcast mm. called the Standing Ovation Podcast. I think there's 40, 50 episodes on there and I've nearly listened to all of them. And in that, he talks about the story of people's stories. So he interviews all of these public speakers whose job and profession is to do presentations, keynote speeches. And they often have their signature story. And so the opening of the podcast is five to eight minutes where you just listen to their signature story. Mm. And then afterwards, they talk about, well, when, how did they, what was the origin of that story? What's behind the story? How did they realize this was a good story for a keynote speech? You know, what made it a good story? How do they draw out those lessons? How do they keep a track of all the stories they have so it's really interesting it's the story of people's stories mm. so i'm learning from him and other people through him yes and i remembered one quite fun story and the guy talked about how you know there was this one airport in the u.s and in all the surveys they did with all their you know customers or people coming through the airport people were scoring them very low on waiting for their baggage. They right. just did not enjoy this at all. So they did what most good businesses would do. They're like, well, we're going to go do something about that. So they hired way more people to do the baggage control. So they you know, doubled it. They, they got things through. So they managed to halve the time down from like... 20 minutes to about 10 minutes, maybe 16 to 8, something like that. They, they put all this money in, they halved the time that it would take for the bags to get from the plane to the baggage claim. And do you know what happened? Nothing changed. People were still really upset. They were complaining, it was mm. taking too long. And so they were like, how long are people waiting? You know, how long does it take these people to get from the plane to the baggage claim? And they said, well, it's taken the bags about eight or nine minutes to get there. Mm. But it took the people three minutes. Right. So what they did <laughs> is they slowed the people down. So the people, when they came off the plane, ended up doing like an eight-minute walk. When right. they finally get to the baggage claim, their bags are already there. Wow. People were so happy. There were no waiting was happening. And How so their scores went up. And so... You know, they thought they were dealing with a technical issue, like how do we get it quicker? But actually, they were solving the wait time issue. Interesting. And, and so you got to make sure you're asking the right question. Yeah, I love that. Are you asking the right question? Are you solving the right problem? Yeah. Also, if you think about it, most people coming off a plane have literally just been sat for many hours. Mm. So giving them an extra few minutes of walk is probably good for their mood generally. Yeah, and I think this story is a few years old because I think I noticed this. Mm. I think I've noticed this where you come off a plane. I got off a plane recently. Where did oh, I go? And you walk a good five minutes. Oh, I felt like I was walking for ages. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I wish I'd made my hand luggage less heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you 
jealous of all the people with the wheelie ones. Yeah, and you're like, nobody knows. Well, I don't know the layout of these airports well enough to know no. this. I hope. probably if I watched a GPS of me, it's just a big old square. So, yeah, know, yeah, because you have all the these turns and twists, and then you've got <laughs> yeah. obviously you're going through duty free. Well, that's maybe after security, but yeah. either way, anyway. So love that. Definitely answer the right question. Definitely learning from from him and and some of the stories they're telling, but also he's. He's written a book called Talk Triggers and how businesses grow through word of mouth. Right. And he gives all of these examples of companies that do this really well. So one of the examples he gives is of a, a hotel chain in the US. And no hotel sets itself apart by doing good service or good food because you kind of expect them to look be have good service and good food you have to be or, or good beds comfortable beds things like that you have to be exceptional to set yourself apart in those areas yeah and there was one in the hotel chain that you know they had the newest best most comfortable beds but then every other hotel chain went and did that so they're not set apart anymore but this one chain what they do is when you arrive they give you a warm chocolate cookie <laughs> Everyone, for free. Mm. And people, if you go and look at it, people will go and go, oh, yeah, it was really nice. You know, the beds are comfortable, good customer service. Oh, and I love that they give you a free warm cookie when you arrive. And that's the little thing that sets them apart, that makes it talkable. It's specific enough that the word of mouth gets out there. Yeah. And so he gives all of these examples of people that do this in a really good way and these threads. I did like this other one. I'm just telling stories now. But this other one where he called, he said, uh, Skip's Kitchen, I think. This guy sets his own like, restaurant up and he's trying to grow it. And through one way or another, basically, he was losing track of a bit of orders. So he got a deck of cards out and he basically would give a table one of the cards so they'd know which table was had that order. Right. Then one day... He, people because this became so popular people were queuing outside the room and he was just like all right i'm going to make this interesting so he put the deck of cards down and said these two old women if you pick the joker you can have your meal for free obviously what happened she picked the joker got it for free but this becomes the talking point it's like you have this opportunity to get your meal for free yeah and so everyone around town doesn't know it's called skip's kitchen but they know it's the place where you might get a you know, if you pick the Joker, you'll get your meal for free. Wow. And really talkable. And I'm sure that paid dividends for the, the restaurant because there's only two Jokers and there's 52 <laughs> other cards. <Yeah. laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. I love that. There was, um, I think it was in the, um, the Dream Big book that I read last year by Bob Goff and he was telling a story similar about it's not the all these fancy things that sets a, um, a restaurant or a hotel apart. And he was telling of, I think it was a hotel and there was this one and basically by the swimming pool there's this old school red telephone and you can anyone can just walk over and pick it up and then a nice voice will greet you on the other end and basically you just ask can I have one please and they'll be like yep we'll come in a minute 
and then round comes someone and I think they deliver an ice cream or something mm. or maybe a, a, a drink or something that's all that phone is for and it's and it's just this bright red thing and it's just this little and it's completely complimentary and the ice cream or whatever it is doesn't cost a dime to the person and it's just that's and people love it mm. because it's a little touch and, and you just go oh that's really interesting but of course you need all the other things if the beds were horrible and it's you know the food was generally rubbish but you had a nice you know it'd still not be great mm. but those little touches set the bar just like wow they care enough or it's exciting or it's unique experience yeah exactly that and and like you said you've got to do well at the the things that everyone does well but it's so difficult to do so well that that is talkable for sure and so he basically says you need four things to make it talkable you need it to be remarkable you need it to be (laughs) repeatable yeah you need it to be uh, reasonable and you need it to be another R. But basically, if you only do it inconsistently, it doesn't work. No. It has to be remarkable enough time. to talk. It has to be repeatable. It has to, you know, be relevant. So you can't just like do this random thing. And actually, he says this. He said, how many businesses do you know that run a competition? And what's the prize giveaway? An iPad. <laughs> Interesting. It's just, it's, uh, are you a technology company? Are you, do you make your own tablets? No. Why is that your prize? Yeah. It's not relevant to your business. It's just a, it's just a thing that everyone has. Reasonably nice, desirable thing. But yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. I suppose what I mean, the one thing you could say there is, why is it an iPad? Maybe because Apple have set themselves apart as this. They, they do those really well, but besides the point. Yeah. Anyway, bit of a, bit of a rabbit hole down that one, but... Brilliant. Learning from Jay Bear. Mm. I love that. It's spelled B-A-E-R. B-A-E-R. Yeah. Bear. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's now recorded on the internet. Oh, well. You'll be um, fine. Um, brilliant. So, should I, should I go for someone else? Yeah, who else have you been from? learning from Yeah, this, we're yeah. I mean, halfway into the episode and we've done two. Yeah. Um, uh, needless to say, people, there's more people... And more more places and people we're learning from than we could possibly cover in a, an hour long episode. Joking, joking. A twenty five minute episode. <laughs> um, oh, well, you guys saw how long it was when you started the podcast episode, anyway. So I'm going to crack on. Um, someone else I've been learning from, and we've talked about him before, Tim Elmore. Mm-hmm. I just really like what they do, their approach when it comes to the next generation. A lot about empowering, growing them to be leaders, not just to be followers and not just to be, you know, cogs in a machine, but maximizing them and recognizing that they, yes, there are lots of challenges. There are lots of difficulties that this next generation are facing and spurred on by all sorts of global and techn- technological um, things that they've grown up in. Anxiety, depression, mental health, you know, whether it's all sorts of things. But that's often actually we've put that onto them and we've not necessarily trained them well how to mm. deal with that. People might go entitled and everything, but they are also amazing. They bring some amazing traits, a lot of entrepreneurial um, spirit, a lot of wanting to stand for causes that matter to them and not just being like, I'm just going to, you know, follow through and do do the bits and get my own wealth. I really want to make a difference. And they're not just saying it. They're actually getting involved in things. So I love that. and a lot of what they've talked about in the last couple of years, and anyone that's in education probably has heard these, but social emotional learning mm. um, and social emotional skills. It's that 
it's more than just you've got to know the IQ. Um, it's it's beyond that, and it's also a little bit more than just emotional intelligence. But it's this understanding that we we have to move beyond the I I learn this amount of knowledge and I learn these skills and then I fit in a place. It's beyond that. It's they're dealing with so many stresses and so many challenges that are in a sense that people have never had to deal with before because of the information that is available every day you know we are flooded with more information than a few generations back had in a year's worth you know mm. we get that in the morning news brief um, or in our morning social media stroll shall we say mm. and so they're re- they're exposed to so much more and so they have to then be equipped this is how to deal with this this is how to be grounded in who you are and maybe we've spoken about that in terms of in community and in family with meals and everything and have that grounding i just love that and i love the positive spin they bring and empowering the next generation and going it's it can be easy to cast aspersions and be like they're this they're that and they're the other rather than going actually they're this and they're that and they're the other in amazing ways how can we help them in, in maybe some of the shortcomings and, and how can we help them flourish into that. Yeah, and not only that, because there seems to be quite a lot of maybe generational warfare. Yeah. We see that, was it last year or this year even, that thing of like, okay, boomer, and so it's like mm-hmm. the one way and then everyone's like, we hate the younger generation, they don't do things we would like them to. Yeah. And it's quite funny, isn't it? There's that Aristotle quote that is like, you know, the younger generation are so rowdy and they don't read books or they don't do this and that. And it's like, oh, yeah, that could be said for every generation throughout history. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. Things. And I think, like you said, the nice thing about what Tim Elmore does is he really brings it together and, and it's quite a positive thing. And it's like, well, you can learn from, you know, younger people can learn from the older people. Older people can learn from the younger people. Yeah. You have different perspectives. It's not about always better or worse per se but actually the, that's a diversity as well yeah. and it's not to go w- to war with other people but to navigate well so there's a couple of good articles or blog posts that he's done which are saying hey these generations and you know they bring different things and generations is a loose thing because you know how do you categorize a whole swathe of mass people that yeah. have experience similar things i think it's useful but obviously there are lots of limitations yeah well uh yeah limitations but also caveats caveats exceptions exceptions those sorts of things so yeah learn from him and if you're anywhere in education at all fully recommend getting on that what they're doing at growing leaders podcast books other materials they're great Mm. right last one yeah i finished a book recently called Chatter by Ethan Cruz and he talks about this time when he'd he's been a university lecturer in Michigan for 20-30 years and he's being interviewed by the TV people I can't remember who's national TV local TV whatever so he goes on has his 15 minutes of fame a couple of days later he gets his letter through the door and it's like I know where you live I'm gonna kill your family basically wow he goes into a hyper stressed mode right doesn't sleep carrying around a baseball bat at home all the way through the night clenching his teeth he's 
wondering what to do. He obviously goes to the police. The police are like, well, these things happen. It's probably going to be nothing. Just don't drive the same way home every night. He's like, oh, what? Is that all you can do? Wow. And then he, he has this moment where he finds himself Googling security guards for or bodyguards for scientists. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, what am I doing? <laughs> Because the thing that he's studied is all about the inner dialogue, the yeah. inner chatter we have. And he's like, I know this is not a, a way to respond. And so he suddenly goes, okay, that's too crazy. Get a hold of yourself, Ethan. He puts the bat down. He goes to bed. It's like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> For the first time, he like unclenches his hands when he's able to go to sleep. Wow. And so this book is all about how sometimes we can have our inner critic that spirals us down, we cause us to ruminate, to mess up, to get worse. Or our inner world can be an inner coach that encourages us, that mm. helps us thrive, goes to new places. And so this is a really well done, it's a real well done book, lots of good examples from sports, from life, from how we can learn to harness that inner voice and not let it become something that drags us down. So it's really good. Uh, there's some skills it's a it's a toolbox really that allows us to do that i love that i love that and of course you love coaching having an inner coach that's on your side is probably a good thing you hope that each of your coaches can develop well that was interesting because i had a client recently reach back out to me who said to make this life decision did they say what would dave say well not exactly like that but he, he, people noticed to him and said to him, you seem to be handling this quite intense, like tense time really well. And he said to me, he said, well, I had your questions and thoughts in my head helping me navigate this time. Wow. I wasn't there. We weren't actively coaching at that time. This was you didn't after do, we finished the you series. You didn't do the, uh, the mind meld. <laughs> so it was really, it was quite a profound thing for me to hear that actually like I'm that voice in someone's head and it was a positive helpful experience that helped them find peace through a tense time there you go folks if you want to get more of Dave do some coaching and you'll find he's living in your head <laughs> that makes it sound so terrible it's a really positive experience they did well they loved it they found it very encouraging I'm a good guy people <laughs> he is a good guy he is a good guy who doesn't want David just whispering in your shoulder so there you go there's two people I've been learning from this year a couple of people Matt's been learning from this year we would love to hear who you've been learning from yeah and yeah. what you've been and learning what you've from been learning as well yes as you can see from this episode a simple question like who you're learning from opens up whole avenues for interesting conversation this could be a whole series you know oh, yeah i mean i've written six names down we've only talked about two yeah exactly and that was just uh what we might be able to cover in an episode so watch this space there might be more yeah maybe a but anyway. that's, that's it for this week thank you for joining us we will see you next week thank you for coming <laughs>